Are you sure you're ready? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Here we go. Post-draft, off-court podcast, Kevin Barnett, Salima Rockwell. We are just out of draft number four? Four. Yeah, I have to think about it. It's, it's crazy. It's all of a sudden we've tipped over into the back half of the season. Just crazy. Draft number four, coming off of Bethania De La Cruz's dominant performance over the weekend, more than 1,000 points. Uh, highest total, I believe, was 1,080. She ends up as the number one seed, which means she gets the number four and five picks. Interesting thing about Bethania and the league overall, we saw a number of teams last week include a lot of players from the week before. They built the same roster in a lot of ways. Yes. Bethania De La Cruz's crew this, this week, two Outside of her, two players yes. from her previous week's roster, of course, Lowe and Hunter were both captains, but there was a lot of competition for the group that won the weekend. There was a lot of competition, so it's, uh, it, it was really, you know, we were looking forward to this draft and anticipating a lot of interesting things, and I think yeah. we saw it for sure, and that's an interesting point with uh, Bethania De La Cruz, but also the build-up to when she got to choose what became her priority, and that kind of shifted things a little bit. She went for Molly McCage, middle blocker, first pick. I like it. Okay. Yeah, you know what? I I was thinking about it. I was thinking she might need – we know what she wants. She wants a big hammer opposite. That's what she did with Ebony. That's what she did with Karsta. But they were gone. So what was her next priority was a, a great middle. She can pass. She knows she can. And then she had the next pick. Right, so it could be one or two, yeah. two or one. Yeah. So she could, and then she decided to pick another uh, outside. So that, that made sense to me. Yeah, so Batani's kind of a big terminal outside. Cass yes. is a ball control, smart decisions outside. Yes. It's a good contrast. It is a good contrast. And they have the passing. She knows Cass can take up a lot of space. She can get the ball. They can get the ball to Molly. Uh, so they have a nice, that top three is, that's a pretty good start for that, that group. And Namaris has been stolen. Yes, she was stolen. Stolen. And then I don't know why it hurt me deeply, but I I got it. (laughs) I was worried. Uh, Kelly picked Namaris and then looked down the draft wall there, the lineup, and was like, I've taken your libero. But she was worried about Betty's reaction, but Betty was like, that's great. You know, she was like, I'm fine. That's the beauty of Batania De La Cruz. She's like, go ahead. Yeah. Take what you want. I'll still kill her. I'll be fine. (laughs) I'll be fine. Yes. Yeah, she's also going to have Shayla Castro. So Shayla teams up with Jordan Larson the week before. Now Bethany De La Cruz. So it's kind of a fun tour de force with the Olympians. I love it. And and there's so much experience and volleyball IQ and just knowledge of the game when you add Shayla Castro for a million other reasons. But to have those two Olympians together, just like when she was with Jordan, is going to be significant. That's going to be big. Is this the best combination of middles in terms of rotation? You have Molly McCage, backslide, 5-1 material, Liana Sabeldin in the 6-2. It's one of them for sure, because I think Molly is the top middle, and and quite potentially Liana, one of the best in front of the setter. So Molly's better at behind, but if I look at the other ones with... I just looked. Uh, okay, help me out here. I just looked. Yeah, I, I think Where it is we? the best because give a Meyer and Sembothy. Okay. Kind of two backslide medals, yep, right? Yeah. Ideally. Yeah. Nia Grant, Taylor Morgan. Yeah. Well, good. I don't yep. think they measure up to the other two. 
Bastianelli and Crocker, two top blockers yep. in terms of blocks per set in the entire league. So, yeah. And Allie's a backslide. Corey is in front. So that mm-hmm. also works. But I still think in terms of effectiveness offensively, McCage, Sabeldon, I think is the, the top pair. I'm buying what you're selling. Okay. Sure. All right, cool. Good. Uh, podcast over. <laughs> <laughs> There's no fight. That's, that's uh, unusual. Yeah. Uh, Team Larson. Yes. Jordan Larson took Ebony one. Woo! Mama. Had, almost ha- really had to. Uh, she had to. Had to take her. Yes. She had to. And, you know, I was thinking about it afterward because I was so worried about Ebony. Worried and excited about Ebony being back with, with Batania. But... Worried for the league. It excited worried. for the, us watching <laughs> All it. of it. All of it all combined. But then when you put Jordan and Ebony together, I mean, that's also kind of stupid. You know, that's just stupid in the sense that that's like it's crazy good. good. Yeah. yeah, sorry. Uh, so, yikes. That's going to be some trouble. Jordan doing what she does and then Ebony just bouncing balls on the right. All right, Alri Cruz will be the other outside hitter. So good passing between Larson and Cruz. Mm-hmm. You have no one to serve at that point. Tiff Clark might see more serve. She's the libero. Right. That was a surprising pick as still available was two-time Team Larson uh, libero. Chris Tupac. Tupac. Yeah. 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 Well, and I, I definitely think they were looking at what they had already assembled and then what fits in based on strengths or, you know, how, how the libero could fit in. And I like the Tiffany Clark... Uh, uh, you know, aggressiveness to the ball, energy, what mm-hmm. she provides, because there's so much stability with Jordan and Ari uh, passing-wise. It made sense. I wasn't surprised to see Kaylee Mann's return in a starting role, presumably, as she yeah. was the number three pick for Team Larson. Yes. I, I was pleased, because I, I think she hasn't been given a just shot since she went 3-0 in week one. Well, I, it just, like, she went 3-0, it was rolling, they were winning, and then... The next week, you know, you look at, oh, who do I connect with? Or who do you feel like could connect with so-and-so? But, but here was a really weird thing, too, is we were then down a setter. So she yeah. was the starter when yeah. we, we had a full complement of setters. Yeah. Then she, was, she went 3-0. and yep. Then she was a backup even when Val Nickel wasn't in the draft. Yeah, it was weird. It was weird. But, man, there's just so many nuances, right? Yeah, there's, yeah. there's so much going on. And, uh, again, not a testament to her ability just based on the fit and what works I, I you know i don't know good server so she'll Great be back server. serving full yep. time that'll mm-hmm. be good uh, eric wilson key michael filling out team larson taylor bruns will be the backup so that's kind of a flip for mm-hmm. bruns and mans assuming that draft position equals playing time Correct. which it hasn't always as we get to team low right where nia grant conquered that whole thing in the three days of practice now nia grant is a regular starter she was the fourth pick for team low yeah, I mean, she's moved up slowly week after week, and I think she's just stayed the course, right? It's like, hey, who knows what's going to happen the first weekend? A lot of the players know each other. Maybe they played together before, mm-hmm. and you're you're just trying to battle, and that's where she, she fell pretty low. But she's proving herself every single weekend for sure in front of us, and I'm sure she's obviously getting it done in practice. Bree so. King was the number one selection for Carcelo. If you mm-hmm. are the hammer... You must get the setter. I, I, I think so. Like, I, I wasn't super surprised. I didn't expect it, but okay. it was kind of on my radar. Like, maybe she would. Okay. Um, 
I thought maybe she'd pick an outside first, but she ended up getting De- Deja anyway. Yeah, I thought that was a good steal. Great. Yeah. I thought that was a steal on the yeah. backside, because yeah. you're exactly right. We talked a lot about that, mm-hmm. and I think she got the best of both worlds. So I, I agree. Yeah. So Bree's an excellent setter. She's a competitor. I think she's, I don't know, similar to Carson in that way, like just like a fighter and a, likes to battle and gives her the ball she likes. So, yeah. Were we surprised to see Simone Abbott and Carson Lowe teamed up again? Didn't work last time. Yeah, it didn't work last time. There were other pieces involved. Uh-huh. So now that you have Deja McClendon in that other outside spot, right? it makes more sense. Right, because right, so, it was Aaron Ferris and Simone Abbott. Yeah, so I was time. surprised, but then once I went back and really thought about it and looked at it, yeah, no. Maybe, but, maybe there'll be enough passing support. Simone Abbott can yep. be Simone Abbott, yep. as she was for the final match of weekend number three. Correct. All right, last group is Team Hunter. Kelly Hunter, first setter we have had as a team captain. And in a difficult position because she got the first pick. Yes. But then she has to wait until pick number eight. Yeah. So that first pick was critical. She went Leah Edmond outside hitter. Yeah, I mean, I we called it. You and I talked about yeah. it. We thought that made, that's what she should do. You get two pieces there. Yes, you get two pieces. You get the passing. You get the terminal outside hitter from anywhere. Yeah. Absolutely, 100% made sense. The only concern was Ebony. What was gonna, where was Ebony going to end up? Where was Ebony going to end up, yeah. Yeah, makes sense. All, All right. worked out. Lindsay Stalls are in there at outside hitter as well. They carry Numaris. So Leah has seen a fair amount of serves. Lindsay has seen a mm-hmm. lot of serves. Mm-hmm. Numaris, not very many. Just over 100, like 113, I think yep. it is. Total serves. Numaris has not been a target. She's been clearly the best libero overall. Uh, hopefully she can stabilize that reception. So you can use your middles, the two best defensive middles in the, in the league, but they're hitting 250 for mm-hmm. Ali Bastianelli mm-hmm. and 300, which is a decent number for Corey Crocker, mm-hmm. but not astronomical. Give you some contrast. Molly McCage is over 400. I think it's 420 if yes. I'm remembering from doing my notes earlier. Yeah, she's playing out of her world. But I think I think that was an intentional – That it, it, it makes sense. It works for this team. So you look at what they need – Touches wise, block at the net, uh, that that part of it, and they can still go to them. Mm-hmm. Um, I, Corey you know. Crocker had another good match. She she was first, really good first night of this weekend. She really had a couple good. of really breakout matches yeah. offensively. Yeah. So they're both capable of of hitting at a high level and touching a lot of balls and blocking a lot as well. So all right, Jamie Morrison is working with Kelly Hunter. I I thought they had the best draft they could have from that spot. When you're working with a setter, I was impressed with the way they put it together. They have Sheridan Atkinson at the number six pick for mm-hmm. opposite Alex Holston at the number seven. Mm-hmm. Now, Sheridan's been in and out, been a little up and down. Mm-hmm. Do we finally get a full helping of Holston? I don't know. It's going to be so interesting, I think. Yeah. And, and that was... Last was time t- we saw her, she got an ace. <laughs> <laughs> Let it go. No, never. <laughs> she did get an ace. You're absolutely right. And then she came out of the game. That was hilarious. <laughs> So, you know, we'll just see the consistency of Sheridan Atkinson. Like, she could streak and absolutely take over. She does some amazing things. Alex, though, provides – they knew. I mean, that was back-to-back picks, right? It was, Uh, yes. I mean, so they knew that Alex could provide – come off the bench and and help provide some things if if needed. Right. Uh, One last comment here before we give John Spade a word. Kelly Hunter has proven to be the best at finding people. So can she find Sheridan Atkinson 
on a regular basis because Sheridan needs that kind of smaller window set. Is I think that's a, probably a pretty good pairing there. I think it's a very good pair, pairing. And Ke- Kelly just, she adjusts. She looks like she, I can set any hitter the way they want to be set. Yeah. And that's, that's important. Not that the other ones can't, but she's shown that she absolutely can. So I think that's a, a very good point. All right, we're going to talk about this in our preview for the weekend, but Hunter and Larson will face off against Lowe and Dela Cruz on Saturday. That'll be night number one. Sunday, and these are, by the way, Fox Sports 2, then digital. Right. Saturday, Sunday. Sunday will be Lowe and Larson, Dela Cruz and Hunter. Monday, we have our usual lineup. We have Hunter and Lowe, and then Larson Dela Cruz to finish it Let's on CBS. Go! Yeah, so that's the way it's going to be. That's your draft for review. Yes. That's it. We reviewed it. Yeah, it's done. I do think they yeah. are more balanced this week than they have been in weeks past. I think. Okay. Sorry Be- to better throw matches. That in there. Does anybody go undefeated? Oh, why do you throw that stuff at me at the last second? Because I want to know your just gut feeling. No. Anybody, anybody go undefeated? No. I agree. All okay. right, we're done. All right, see you. Bye. Bye.